What's up, everybody? Welcome to the JKR Podcast. My name is Jay Strigling. I'm going to be your host. Let's get into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. And welcome to the JKR Podcast. As you already know, my name is Jay Shrigling. I'm the host. Today is the 14th episode already. We're almost already at two months. Today wraps up the second month of the podcast. But today we've got former Mad Ant, current professional basketball player, DJ McCall on the episode. Met him a while back when I was at Capture Sports Agency, my first internship in the agency world. Um, He was actually the first player that I talked to in terms of my career instead of just a fan. He was just a great man from the beginning, easy to talk to the first time, really calmed my nerves down his first time talking to an athlete. But today we talk about his recruitment journey, his time at IUPUI before he went on to the Mad Ants, a little bit about the agent selection process. So when agents started reaching out to him, why he chose his agency, stuff like that. And then his time, he spent his rookie year with the Fort Wayne Mad Ants in his hometown. So we're going to get into it, and hope you guys enjoy. What's up? How you doing? Hey, Jace. How's it going? Pretty good. Um, so I got a few questions for you to be to like before we start the actual episode. Yep. So you're not with the Madden's anymore, correct? No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay, but you're still you're still trying to go play overseas. Yes, sir. Yep. Okay. And then why why did you not play with the Madden's this year? Was it because you didn't want to go to Disney and Corn like in the bubble? Um. Well, it kind of went, it was kind of two things. Um, you know, I wasn't healthy. I actually had surgery on my ankle uh, this okay. past December. Uh, so, I mean, that didn't work out. And the flip side of it, I just, I mean, with the bubble, there was only so many G League teams competing. I mean, it's, which made those roster spots like even harder to grab. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not for sure. I guess I never really had that uh, 
communication uh, with them, uh, which maybe I, I kind of probably wish I did have. But on the flip side of it, too, I was in no um, no way able health wise to, to play with them as well. OK, because I, I mean, I wanted to ask that, but I didn't want to ask it on air and then have you like have like it's like something you don't want to talk about. No, no. Yeah, yeah we can definitely talk about it. That's fine. All right. And then um, do you still have an agent? Because I know when we talked like at the tryout, you had an agent. So, yeah, I actually got a new agent. Uh, his okay. name, his name's uh, Kevin Tarka of uh, Creation Talent Agency. This, I'll, like I'll ask you just a few questions about agent, like the agent selection process, like why you chose the agent you did mm-hmm. and like when they started reaching out to you, mm-hmm. if that's all right. Definitely. All right. Um, so just a little like run through. I'll just first have you like introduce yourself. Uh, I have a few questions about high school. So like the recruiting process and then what it was like playing the state championship. Um, just a few questions about college and then we'll get into like the agent selection process. We'll talk about last year with the Mad Ants, and then we'll talk about, like, what's next, like what you see your career going from here. Yep. Awesome. Sounds good. So I'll just start by saying, like, welcome back to the JKR podcast. I have DJ McCall on here, and then I'll just edit out everything else. Okay. So. All right. Welcome back to the 14th episode of the JKR podcast. Today we've got former Fort Wayne Mad Ant and current professional basketball player DJ McCall on the show. DJ, I'm glad to have you. First, let's have you introduce yourself, and we'll get into it. Oh, thanks for having me, Jace. Um, uh, my name's DJ. Um, I um, from Fort Wayne, uh, Indiana. Uh, went to Concordia High School, and then after that, I went to IUPUI. Um, and then after uh, IUPUI, uh, I spent my rookie season with the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. And then uh, right now I'm in the process of uh, trying to start my career overseas. All right. So uh, let's just start the, let's just start the show talking a little, little bit about your high school career at Concordia. So you guys got to play in the state championship. Was that your junior or senior year? My junior year. Okay. So what was that like getting the experience playing at Bankers Life Fieldhouse? I mean, it was awesome. Uh, it, it was great. It was a, an awesome journey, but. You know, I think looking back on that season, I just I th- I think more about, you know, my teammates, um, you know, that that group. We were literally together since I started playing basketball. Um, I mean, it was a, we had like seven or eight seniors on the team and I was obviously a junior, um, but I played up with those guys, you know, starting when I was a third grader, um, like. So to, you know play with those guys and, and build relationships. And, and some, some of those guys on the team are still my, some of my best friends uh, now today. Uh, I mean, it was obviously tough. We, we lost the game, but uh, then again, looking back on that season, you know, winning his team at Concordia, arguably one of the, the top teams ever there. Um, and then I think the best part about it, you know, going back to the, the relationship, relationships I built with those guys, uh, you know, we were able to play every possible game. Uh, that season, um, which is awesome. Uh, but the, the, the state run, it, it was, it was incredible. Um, I mean, Indiana basketball, Indiana high school basketball is, is a, is a special atmosphere. Um, and, you know, I played all over, 
I've played all over the country in college and, and professionally, but those those Indiana high school basketball games, especially in the, the state tournament, uh, sectionals, regionals, semi-state, obviously state championship, you don't – it's hard to really replicate that kind of atmosphere. So super thankful. Um, and I think, you know, that run and, and the recognition our team got, um, you know, played – and a great role of me uh, uh, in terms of, you know, getting recognized a little bit around the state and, and, you know, kind of jump starting, you know, my recruiting. Yeah. So, yep. so um, was that probably your most memorable game, the state championship game, or was there another game throughout your career that was the most memorable? Uh, so the crazy thing about the state championship game is, I mean, I've, I've watched it back a few times, but there was, there was a, you know, a, a time there was there was a stint up stint a, a time period where I literally couldn't remember the game, and I think it was just because I was probably so you know emotional after yeah. you know with it just being over with and us us not not winning. But um, I watched it back. Uh, you know, awesome atmosphere. But honestly, the game that I remember the most, and you know, my teammates, whenever we see each other, we talk back. Um, about is is our semi-state game against Andrean uh, and that was at Huntington North High School and that it was packed in there and it's crazy because we we started the game we were down 11 to 2 and then we we're kind of all thinking like oh man we we might get blown out um, but for that to go into overtime and and for us to pull that one out you know I think that was um probably the one I, I remember the most. Yeah. So you said that state championship game, it helped jumpstart your recruiting, but yeah. what was the, re- what was the recruiting process like for you? Like what other schools were involved and what put IUPUI on top? Yeah. So, I mean, my recruiting's kind of interesting because uh, I mean, from the, you know, the eighth grade, you know, I had AAU teammates, you know, uh, other guys um, around the state that they were getting offers. Um, they were getting letters and calls and uh, well, I mean, you can't, you, they, I think back then you could, they couldn't uh, college coaches couldn't call you till like June 15th after your sophomore year. And I vividly remember that day, like all my friends and guys I knew around the state, they're getting offers and calls and they're posting on Twitter and, I literally got like no no calls, no texts, no nothing. Um, so for me, like I was super proactive. Uh, like I was, <laughs> I was going on. I was on the internet, uh, looking up coaches, contact information. Not di- not just Division One. NAI division two division three everything um you know I was extremely proactive and I was going in there filling out questionnaires sending coaches emails um and I I mean a lot of times I mean that comes with any any time you you do uh uh, you have a situation when you're you're reaching out to a lot of people I mean you're you're gonna get a lot of no replies a lot of we just kind of kept uh kept pushing and 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 kind of what had happened was um, my junior year, 
uh, we were playing against Wayne High School at Wayne and uh, my buddy, Justin Mitchell, who was also in my class, um, he was at Wayne and IUPUI staff was actually there watching him. And uh, I, uh, I saw them up in the stands before the game and I vividly remember my teammate, he was like, hey, IUPUI is here, uh, do your thing, ball out. So, I mean, I just I, – I so happened to have a pretty good game. And then I had sent – I had sent the one of their assistants an email uh, maybe a few days later, a week later, or something like that. And he hit me back, surprisingly. And then we kind of built a relationship there. Um, we're texting back and forth. Um, and then uh, at that point, I had – I had no offers. Well, actually, I only had one offer, and it was from uh, Chicago State uh, my junior year. And uh, But that was really because Bernard Hollins, who's a, a trainer, uh, he has his, here in Fort Wayne, he played professionally, um, you know, has a, has a really good training AAU uh, program here in, in Fort Wayne called Always 100. But he – the only reason I really got that offer is because he put a good word in for me. I mean, but so like at that point, in my junior year, I had really one offer. Um, and in Chicago state at that point was in a situation where, I mean, that no one even knew if they're going to, you know, have the funding to, you know, still be running as an institution uh, the next year. So, I mean, I really had no offers if like technically, so, um, my junior year, um, you know, as we made that state run and, you know, I, I was playing pretty well, uh, towards around regionals. Uh, I think I won like some player of the week for something, uh, one of those, uh, awards and, and I was really happy about that. And then the week leading up to the state championship, I was named a junior all-star, and that was big for me because that's something like I never – it was like to be on that all-star team, it's not even something I really had a goal of. It was like I thought that was just so far from reality. So it kind of just happened out of nowhere. Uh, I was surprised by it, but super thankful. And then um, uh, played well in that. Uh, played well against – as a junior, played well against the senior all-star team, you know, and, kind of built some more buzz around my name, I think, around the state. And then that's kind of when the recruiting picked up going into that AAU season. Just started to get more confident, you know, get more, uh, you know, uh, comfortable in my body, became more athletic. And then that's kind of when uh, the recruiting really picked up for me after my junior year. And then IUPUI had offered me, uh, I believe, June after my junior year. Took a visit there. And I vividly remember I was there showing me around the dorms or the apartments uh, that the basketball players stay in. And I'm just looking around and, I'm, and I knew, like, I, I didn't tell my mom or my grandmother who went on the visit with me, but I just knew uh, something was telling me in my head or I don't know if it was my heart or whatever, but I knew I was going to end up going there. So what had happened was uh, – continued to play pretty well that AAU season that summer before my junior year. Uh, and then at that point, some offers were coming in. A, a lot of interest was coming in, phone calls and stuff. It got, it picked up really quick. It went like, 
really zero to a hundred. Uh, and then, uh, but I kind of already knew I, I wanted to go to IUPUI. I just already had that feeling. I felt like it was the right fit for me. Uh, I was familiar with Indianapolis. Uh, I was getting away, uh, but still close. Um, so I committed to IUPUI, I believe, late July or, or early August before my senior year. I think looking back on it, I probably would have done it a little different. Uh, not from a standpoint of not going to IEPUI, but I think what I should, probably should have done was maybe waited uh, to commit or, or sign that late period. Um, because I think what happened was I, I I signed and I had a sense of complacency. And, and, and that's, I mean, in Fort Wayne, if you really look at the numbers, you know, guys don't really go division one that much. I mean, it's a, it, it, you probably have like less than a handful of guys that go division one each, each year, uh, um, in each class in Fort Wayne. So like for me, I think, you know, I was, uh, got, got complacent. I think it, it kind of hurt, hurt me, uh, from a standpoint of how I played my senior year of high school, but, you know, looking back on it now, um, I mean, you, you, I was young, uh, immature and I learned from it now, but no, it, it was, uh, it was an interesting, uh, recruiting process for me, but the funny thing about it was, you know, and I, and I try to give advice to, uh, other guys too. Like, I mean, you gotta, you gotta be proactive in what you do. I mean, and that's not, not just basketball. I mean, that's all sports. If you're trying to get a scholarship, if you're trying to, if you're, if you're trying to succeed in business and anything you do, you gotta, you gotta leverage your network, but you gotta build that network. You can't, you can't just expect people to, you know, come seek you. You gotta, you gotta see. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you were actually, you actually played a lot as a freshman there. Yeah. So were there were a lot of other bigger schools that offered you or was IUPUI probably the, the, the biggest? Uh. No, I had some, most of my offers. I, I really, when I committed, I only, I think I only had five or six offers. And what it was IEPUI, Chicago State, Gardner Webb, um, UMass Lowell, not the big UMass, but the other UMass, uh, Bradley. And there's one more. Oh, uh, Army had uh, offered me too, but I mean, I didn't, I wasn't really, I was, you know, thankful for the offer. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. But once they told me that I'd be doing like hands-on training with like tanks and all that. And I mean, I wasn't really interested in that, but no, I think I had like six offers, but like the interest, I mean, really every, every mid-major and, and like all those Southern Illinois schools, um, St. Joseph's. Um, I can't really remember looking back on it, but it's just a, a bunch of mid-majors were super interested. Um, and like even IPFW was interested, but, you know, looking back on it, I just, I, I kind of knew my mind was made up. I wanted to go to IEPUI. Yeah. So what was it like getting that experience right away as a freshman? Cause like I was looking at some of the stats and you started what, like 10 or so games your freshman year. Yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, I mean, our team wasn't very good, uh, but you know, I got opportunity. Um, 
And it was more like, I really liked my freshman year because I didn't really know what to expect. And I just played, I mean, I just played hard and really my job, I, I actually started at, I played, uh, I started at the point guard position, um, my freshman year, which was uh, a little different. I mean, I had played, I, I played a lot of point guard, you know, growing up, but it wasn't always my primary position. So to start at the division one level, uh, conference season at the point guard, um, you know, it gave me a lot of confidence that, you know, my coaches had, you know, trust in me, but, um, it's funny though, too. I, I was still just, I was, I was very, I wasn't, I mean, I registered my second year, but looking back on it, my freshman year, I was, I wasn't ready body wise. I was skinny, pretty weak. Um, my IQ wasn't, all the way there yet I mean it was I was a freshman though but it was it was a good a great experience um to play that much as a freshman um but yeah a long time ago it feels like yeah what was it 2015 Mm -hmm. yeah so did you end up getting hurt your sophomore year or what was the reason you redshirted because I saw that you still practiced with the team yeah so kind of an interesting situation uh so the the coach that offered me a scholarship to IUPUI that coach that I signed to, he was let go right before I got to IUPUI. They brought in, um, then they brought in Jason Gardner. And basically, I mean, he didn't know me. I didn't really know him. And I basically took a leap of faith uh, that it'll work out. He still honored my scholarship, told me he still wanted me to come. So I just kind of Uh, did a leap of faith but what had happened was there was like he brought in like six transfers that had sat out my freshman year and obviously they were eligible to play my sophomore year so um, I think what had happened was after my freshman year for some reason I got like I, I had a a lot of homesickness and that summer I was just going back to Fort Wayne every chance I got. Yeah. And, and I think it kind of put a hurt a little bit on my focus. Um, And I mean, in reality, if you try to focus, I mean, anything you do and you're living two places at once, trying to live two places at once. I mean, you're not going to be as focused as you need to be as you're not going to be as locked in as you need to be. So um, I went into my sophomore season, you know, with obviously the, the talent level on the team is, is a lot better. Uh, there's more guys hungry, ready, ready to play some big boy minutes. And I mean, I just didn't do enough in that preseason to show the coaches that I did, you know, I, I mean, there was really no jump from my freshman to sophomore year in their eyes. And I'm obviously I wasn't mentally uh, focused either, but um, usually, I mean, I, I, you know, I had an idea of, you know, the, the schedule and, and, and how it, how, you know, the preparation goes, it was more like, I thought I would just, you know, th- that preseason leading into, uh, or I guess you would, yeah, preseason, those practices before our first game that month before, I just thought I'd kind of find my rhythm then. Uh, 
but the reality was it was it was just too late so like when we had our individual meetings before the season started I went in there all the coaches are sitting in there it's kind of kind of strange I'm sitting there and, and they just tell me DJ you do a lot of things good but nothing great you know we decided to redshirt you this year and it was you know a shock I'm not even gonna lie it, it hurt me um and actually a few d- few days later I went back to his office and I told them or told him I want I you know thought if they don't want me here I you know I, I think it'd be best if I just transfer so I I I literally told him I wanted to transfer. So um, he said, you know, we want you here. And if he literally told me, he's like, we want you here. We see you as the future of our program. You know, I see you as a pro one day. Um, but if, if to prove to, to show you that we want you here and not, and, and we'll just play you this year. We can do that. And then him saying that, you know, I, I took a step back from it and, you know, kind of realized the whole, the big picture, long-term goal, I could get my master's um, and, and better equip me, better pre- prepare me for a professional career. Um, you know, I, I accepted the challenge and I took on the red shirt role. And I, from that from that day on, you know, it's like kind of was like a different me. Uh, I I tapped into a different, I tapped into a a side of me that, you know, really looking back on it, I feel like I wasn't really working hard prior to that red shirt year. And so I I busted my butt in the weight room after practice, before practices on the road, getting workouts in. Um, So it's pretty interesting. So by the time about halfway through the season, obviously I had been redshirting. I've been working out hard. I'm locked in and I'm really starting to show that I'm really starting to show like my potential in practice. Like I'm playing really well in practice. And it got to a point where they asked me to come back and play. And I'm thinking I'm enticed by it. They, they you know, said, you know, they could, I'd play about 25 minutes a game, you know, uh, you know, I was enticed by that because as a, as a freshman, I average about 20 minutes a game. So I'm thinking like, I mean, that's better than my freshman year. And if I play better, I can bump that up more minutes. But I'm also thinking too, if I play that, that second half of the season, I can't come, I can't get that year back. Yeah. So I, you know, I sat down and really thought about it and I just, I declined um, and it kind of showed me and I, and I, I declined one because obviously I wouldn't get that year back, but two, I was thinking like, if I've gotten this much better this fast, imagine what I can do in a few months, more months. Yeah. So I continue to bust my butt. And so that next season come around, came around my red shirt, my red shirt sophomore season, my third year at IEPUI, um, started coming off the bench kind of play, continue to play better and better about 10 games in. And then I started and I had started ever since. And it was almost like, I don't know, it just, for me to start as a freshman, it was, it was a blessing. Don't get me wrong. But the reality of it is we just didn't have an, 
enough bodies, you know, in a, in a real probably division one setting, I'm not, I'm not starting or playing much as a freshman. And then for that th- to redshirt and then come off the bench that next year and then earn that starting spot again and then start ever since I felt like I, I had got something. I almost felt like I had been given something that I didn't deserve yet. And then I proved that I, I, I deserved it by earning it and putting that work in. And then I think that redshirt year was one of the best things that happened to me because one, I was able to get my master's degree and then two set me up for, you know, a professional career. And the thing about it is I don't, I don't win defensive player of the year, my senior year, if, if I don't redshirt. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so you say defensive player of the year, won that your senior year, Mm -hmm. what was it like? Like, how did you figure out you won it? And what was that feeling afterwards? (laughs) Um, so the year prior, uh, the year prior to my junior year, Kendrick Nunn was in our conference. He ended up winning player of the year. Just a stud, had a heck of a season his senior year. But, um, you know, I, I, I was assigned to guard him and, like, other guys in the league that were, you know, the best best player, you know, one through four. And, and you know, in my eyes, I didn't see a lot of guys – doing that um so I didn't make the all defensive team my junior year and that really really bothered me I felt like I deserved to be on that team so my junior or sorry going into my senior year I pushed myself from a conditioning standpoint you know I really wanted to I really wanted to prepare my body and my conditioning to be able to play at least like that 32, 33 minutes a game and obviously bump up more than that some other nights. But with my role guarding the other team's best player and being able to be aggressive on the defensive end, I knew I had to really push my body uh, to prepare for that. So um, really I had the goal of, all right, I didn't make make the all-defensive team my junior year. I'm going to make that thing my senior year. Um, And then – Go, go through senior year, uh, you know, I'm leading the league, leading the Horizon League in steals. I'm guarding one through four. And, like, it's to a point where, like, I'm confident in my defense. Like, I, yeah. I'm not – I'm not – I'm taking it personal. Like, I'm not letting guys score on me. And if guys are scoring on me, it's a tough bucket. That's how I'm approaching everything. So, we – uh we go into our conference tournament. It was at, uh, cause the first round of the, the horizon league conference tournament is it's at the higher seeds place. So we're at Wright state in the hotel. I get a knock on my door and it's, uh, our head coach, Jason Gardner. And he tells me, he's like, congrats, man, defensive player of the year. And I was so shocked because all I didn't, I didn't really have the, I didn't, I wasn't thinking defensive player of the year. I was thinking, I just need to make that all defensive team. Yeah. So to kind of, uh, to not only make the def- all defensive team, but be named the best defensive player in the, in the league. Um, you know, I was, it was one of those situations where like, I was just so happy. Um, like I want, I, I, like it was, I probably could have cried, like no tears are coming out or anything, but I was just so happy because yeah. I knew that would carry a lot of weight going forward with my basketball resume. And, and, and the thing about it, when you're, 
when you're a defender and like a guy like me, you're not, I mean, you, you get in situations where you have better numbers some nights, but a lot of what you do doesn't show up on the stat sheet. So for me to get that defensive player of the year, I almost felt like I had that validity yeah. uh, of, of what I can do as a player. Yeah. So what were some, what were some of the best memories you had at IUPUI? Uh, <laughs> I'd say, or my freshman year, uh, my second game of my career, um, we had just played, we played Indiana state on a Friday and then we played at Purdue on a Sunday and the game against Indiana state was the first game in the, uh, farmers Coliseum on the state fairground. So that was a really big game. And obviously you have a lot of Indiana state fans coming there. So that was a big game, but like I, I was probably like the eighth guy, ninth guy off the bench or whatever. And, and I was out there playing hard, but honestly, I was so nervous that I could get, I, I could get no comfortability or rhythm out there offensively. So I was like super timid and, and, I, I didn't even I don't even know if I got a shot up. I definitely had zero points that game, but uh I even remember their best player afterwards he came up to me and was like, Hey DJ, you averaged nineteen in, in high school. You gotta you gotta be more aggressive. Um but uh fast forward two days later, we're at Purdue and I'm the I literally am the last guy off the bench that comes in and plays that game. And I ended up having like 11 in the first half. Like it was just one of those situations where I, offensive rebounds were coming perfectly perfectly to me. I'm, I'm laying stuff in. And this is against like A.J. Hammonds. Yeah. That, I mean, that was that, a good Purdue team that year. Yeah, really good, really good team. Um, and Rayfield Davis. And, I, I mean, I grew up watching Rayfield. So, um and Purdue was, I mean, that, that environment is, is unbelievable. Uh, yeah. One of the best in, in the nation, for, uh, honestly. But I, I remember I hit a three, got a layup. I mean, just I was playing so well that first half. And I even pl- and I ended up starting the second half and played okay. We ended up losing. But that was one of my biggest um, – one of my, you know, biggest memories as a college player because – I felt like at that point I belonged, you know, there was kind of a, yeah. a second guess of if I was a division one player or not. And to have a game like that on big 10 network, um, you know, it was super exciting, but the, you know, I couldn't keep that consistency though. So, but it was good to see flashes of how good I could be. And I think that was a big reason why, um, you know, the staff decided to redshirt me because I showed flashes. I was inconsistent. But if I put in the work, I can turn those flashes into consistent play. So yeah. it was a confidence booster. Uh, individually wise, I would say that's probably one of my biggest memories. Um, All right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So let's let's turn Justin a little bit. Um, so you know from when I reached out to you back a few years ago that I want to be an agent. Yeah. So when, when I have professional athletes on the show, I talk to them a little bit about their agent selection process. Yes. So I have a few questions for you on that. So when did agents start reaching out to you? Um, I started uh, 
first agent that reached out to me, um, he actually wasn't even an agent, uh, which sometimes you got to be a little careful about, but he was actually a recruiter for an agent. So he's basically working with a guy to find players for him. And that started my senior year. And uh, I developed a relationship with him over the phone. Um, so by the time my senior year ended, uh, you know, I had talked to him the most. And then after my senior year, when I graduated, uh, uh, quite a few agents had reached out to me, you know, via social media. And then also just randomly some people, you know, it, it connected me with some. And, you know, I was kind of really weighing my options was was not trying to rush anything with that. Um, I ended up going with the agency that I had built a relationship with um, throughout my senior year. And, you know, those are good people. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying they aren't, they're, they're good people and, and they, they do do a good job. But the issue was, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize this looking back on it. You know, the guy was only, he was only reaching out to me after, you know, games that I played well. Yeah. And, you know, so I would play well. And, you know, there's a stretch in my senior year where I was, you know, being really hard on myself because I had, you know, professional aspirations. I was also dealing with some other stuff off the court, but uh, even school was stuff. I was finishing grad school and just had some inconsistencies there just because some off the court stuff, but uh, eventually, you know, locked in and, and started playing better. Thankfully, my at the end of my senior season, but um, I realized when I was playing well, this guy was only reaching out to me. And, and, you know, that, that's a thing, you know, that, that kind of flakiness or inconsistency players got to recognize that stuff, but a guy in college who's never been a part of the, the doesn't really understand professional basketball and the agent, business they don't know any better so I didn't really know any better and you know the first agency I signed with um uh I ended up I ended up going in a different direction down the road just because those inconsistencies became more prevalent and I after you know learning more about the business you know I needed a situation where there was a little bit more transparency and, and consistency across the board. So, yeah. um, you know, advice I give the guys, uh, big advice I give the guys when, when they're looking for agent or representation, you gotta, I mean, is the, is who they represent or their, their resume or experience or track record important? Yes. Don't get me wrong, but you really want to get, get some, you want somebody that's going to, you know, excuse my language, but you want somebody that's going to work their ass off for you. You want someone that's going to have your back. Um, someone that, you know, is, 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 is going to, no matter what they're doing, pick up your phone call, pick, uh, hit you back, text you back, be there, you know, for you whenever you have any uncertainty, someone that's going to be transparent and, and, and I think that that goes for business across the board. And I think that's a big thing I've noticed with business um, is there's a lot of, there's a lot of ghosting you could say, or lack of communication. That stuff's important. The biggest thing I think 
an agent can do is even when they don't have any anything going for you, they communicate that. They don't BS you or give you the runaround on something. Yeah. Um, so that second agent that you signed with, is that the agent you're with now? Yes. Uh, okay. Kevin, Kevin Tarka of Creation Talent Agency, and he, he, uh, he runs his own uh, boutique agency. And, you know, I realistically went with him just because he's, you know, a hard worker you know, and, and he, he just, he, he, he works extremely hard and I needed someone that, you know, that I felt like was working as, as hard as I do on the court. Yeah. We're working off the court. Yeah. When agents first started reaching out to you, you said there were some that you just met through connections and some mm -hmm. reached out through social media. Yeah. What were like some of the feelings that you got when people were reaching out through social media? Because I know some players like it and some players don't. Yeah. Well, you got to realize, I mean, guys, I mean, some agents are just <laughs> literally going on Google and, and reading from a list of, you know, Division One seniors or, or guys that are graduating. Or I bet in my situation, guys saw Defensive Player of the Year Horizon League. And they just reached out to me. I mean, you got to, I mean, uh, there's got to be more of a personal relationship there. I mean, and that goes with agent, like players reaching out to agents too. If a player just reaches out on social media to an agent, you know, out the gate saying, hey, can you represent me? Or an agent reaches out to a player via social media uh, can I be your agent? I mean, that's, that, that's not a, that's not a sturdy relationship in my eyes. Yeah. It's going to work out well. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, both sides gotta offer something of value to the person besides, or, or build some type of relationship prior. Um, because I mean, overseas MBA G league, I mean, there's going to be, it's not, it's, there's going to be some tough, there's going to be some tough points in a player's career or even in, in the agent side when they're, they're struggling to find a job for a player that you got to be able to, to trust the person. So if our relationship just starts on a, on a random Facebook message of, Hey, I represent these these people, and I have connections in this these countries. Uh, I can get you a job for this much money. I mean, that's not. I would just advise guys to stay away from that because, at the end of the day, you want to go two things. You want to go with somebody that, that 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 works hard and someone that you can trust. And just from someone sending a Facebook message like that, I don't think you can gauge their work ethic. Yeah. If, if anything, if you're, you're just sending mass messages like that, that's not working hard to me. Yeah. I mean, that's one big thing that I've been trying to do. Like, I can't I can't be certified until at least 2024 because that's when I graduate. Yeah. But I've been looking at the guys around the Indiana, Michigan, not Ohio, but Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, and Kentucky for people who graduate in 2024 or 2025. And I've reached out to a few. I haven't reached out to as many as possible, like as I want to yet. But like I'm creating lists of these top guys who are in those states because those are the states I want to focus on when I start my career. But I just want to like build those relationships as soon as possible.
Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, my advice to you is, is, is just build that, that relationship first, or, or if, or if you can like educate them or, or just sit down. I mean, I know they're still going through a pandemic, or whatever, if you can just sit down and, and have a conversation with them and, and basically tell them like, Hey, I'm, I'm getting my license. You know, this is, these are my career goals. I'm getting my license this soon. This is exactly why I'm reaching out to you. You know, I feel like we should, you know, uh, develop, develop this relationship now and build this educational education process now. So when they are in that situation to graduate, you know, they're knowledgeable about what's going on. And, and, um, but no, I, I think that's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, you were like, you actually were the first player I actually like went up and talked to as like an intern for an agency. Yeah. And man, that was one of the nervous, most nervous moments of my life. Like Chantel, I think you've talked to her a few yeah. times. But yeah. We were just like upstairs at that Fort Wayne Madden's tryout. And she yeah. pointed out, she was like, oh, go talk to DJ, DJ over there. And like, I walked down the stairs. I'm just like kind of shaking. I'm just like, uh-huh. man, like, what am I going to say? But no, you, you were super cool about it. Um, you made it kind of like, you made it comfortable for me because you were just so easy to talk to as soon as I went up and talked to you. No, no, I, I appreciate you coming up to me, man. And, and it almost, it, it it's kind of funny that you say you were nervous um, because I was, you know, nervous too, in a sense that I'm at a, at a tryout for a, a job with, you know, you got hundred something people yeah. for you to come up to me, you know, uh, it at least, at least made me uh, get a feeling that I, I, you know, played well enough for you to, you guys to be interested. And, um, no, I just, I mean, even though that, you know, obviously I was signed to an agent already and I had my agent representation, representation, uh, situation figured out. I mean, that's the power of networking for us to still, you know, stay in contact and, yeah. and uh, really cool though. Yeah. So what was that process of getting that open tryout with the maintenance? Because I remember you said you had tryouts with Canton and Grand Rapids as well. Yep. So I my first weekend, I went to uh, Canton Charge, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers G League uh, teams uh, tryout. Played really well. Um, and, you know, they, they uh, I, you know, had a good – pretty good feeling they they wanted me to come to their training camp so you know I felt confident about that honestly I I was pretty um you know I was thinking I would end up going to Canton because I I really didn't know anybody from the Mad Ants um and I didn't know I didn't even know if they knew me so I kind of just went there and played played hard played played you know tried to do what I do um, as a player, not and play the right way and, and try to win uh, and be a leader and encouraging, just try to do everything I could uh, to maybe get that edge or advantage on other guys they're looking at. Um, yeah. So, so the feeling after the tryout wasn't like you, you weren't that confident that they were going to try to reach back out to you. So after the tryout, I felt really good because I, okay. I, I felt like at that point, I, you know, I played really well. I think looking back on that, I probably could have shot it better. But, I mean, they knew that I wasn't, you know, a shooter. Uh, but I, I played de- played great defense. 
you know, our t- both won both of our games, most importantly. Uh, felt like I was a good leader, had a good relationship with the coach uh, that I had. And, um, you know, I had a pretty good feeling uh, that they liked what they saw. I didn't know if they were going to ask me to training camp. I left there feeling good, though. I was happy. I was happy with how I played. Yeah. Uh, and then that next weekend, so the third weekend, I went to Grand Rapids. They didn't know who I was. Um, but I have, you know, I have a lot of friends in Grand Rapids. So I thought it'd be cool, you know, at least try out to see, you know, you never know. I, I like the Grand Rapids area a lot. Um, so I went to that tryout, played well. About halfway through, I sprained my ankle pretty bad. And I'm like, geez, like, and I was already scheduled to go back to another workout to a, to Cleveland five days later after that. So I'm like, dang, uh, like tough. So I couldn't even finish the tryout. They actually uh, didn't invite me to camp. Uh, so at that point, I had invitations to go to camp with Canton and Fort Wayne. And uh, I mean, it actually was a, a tougher decision than I thought because I felt like there was more interest from Canton. But then again, with Fort Wayne, I felt like I had some leverage, you know, potentially being the first Fort Wayne born mad ant. So I decided to go to Fort Wayne, but I still wasn't healthy, which was frustrating. So only I went to camp about probably 75%, which at the G League level, I mean, you're playing against fringe NBA guys, NBA guys. I mean, that's not going to cut it. Um, But thankfully, I I played well, well enough to make the team. But sadly, you know, that last day at camp, I went up for a three, came down on someone's foot, same ankle. Mm. So, <laughs> I mean, I thought it was, I thought I was, I thought after I got hurt again, you know, it was, I was in so much pain. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I thought it was, it was, I wasn't going to make the team, but I was okay with that. Cause I feel like I put it all out there. Thankfully still made the team, but I just had so many inconsistencies with my ankle never had you know enough time for it to rehab that um just i i I was extremely extremely thankful to be a part of the mad ants it was awesome to spend my rookie season in my hometown like i mean it was awesome you know yeah so can you take me to that moment that you found out you'll officially be on the regular season roster with the mad ants yeah so our last our last day of like kind of knew there was going to be one more cut. Uh, basically had to make it through that. And they didn't, I mean, I was like that whole practice. I was kind of weary. I didn't know if they were going to, whenever they were going to call me over and, and meet with them and cut, cut me. Uh, but thankfully they didn't say anything. And then, practice ended and we're in the locker room and our head coach comes up and shakes my hand. He's like, congratulations. Uh, you're a part of the team. And I was just, you know, extremely cheesy and just didn't really know what to say. And I just kind of said, thank you. And all the guys were super happy for me, which was, yeah, you know, uh, a good feeling. And uh, after that, as I'm leaving practice, I'll go up and shake the general manager and assistant. Uh, GM's hand just thank them uh I remember I was in, at the Coliseum in my car 
and I'm just thinking about what I just, you know, what had just happened and because it was a stressful point, man. I, I graduated in March. I, I didn't, I didn't get my first job till um, November. So, I mean, that's a, that's a long time there. Um, I mean, it, it was uh, to finally break through that wall was a really good feeling. Uh, but sadly I was just, uh, I couldn't, I, I was, as I said, I was extremely thankful to be a part of the Mad Ants, my rookie season, unbelievable opportunity, uh, just from a networking standpoint, off the court, on the court, all that learning about the professional business, being able to, you know, meet teammates or even meet Vic Oladipo when he was rehabbing and practicing with us, just, it, it, it was awesome, but yeah. to be hurt that whole year was frustrating too but um i mean for it for i mean there was honestly a point there uh towards the end of the season where i'm like man like this is tough like it's it's a struggle to just get through the day as a player so for the pandemic to hit and our season to just be ended like that it was almost like a blessing yeah so it's kind of crazy how it all played out um but no, I'm 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 excited to take what I learned from that opportunity and and, and get overseas and, and really uh, maximize uh, what I can do as a player. Yeah. So, um, what were some of the best moments last year in Fort Wayne? You said like meeting Oladipo and networking, but could you take me through like a few of the best stories that you had? Um. One of the biggest ones for me individually was at the G league showcase in Las Vegas, uh, getting to meet with an NBA executive of, uh, the Cavs, getting to meet with him one-on-one -on -one and discuss my journey and, and, and get information from him. I mean, <clears throat> I know it's just a meeting, but for me, you know, to come from Fort Wayne and, you know, be a huge basketball fan and, and, just to have that meeting with an NBA executive, I mean, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then um, another, I think I just think like to have friends and family and teachers, past teachers, and all of all the above, you know, people that you know, I I know and care about to come to just a home game of, of, that, that that was amazing too um just to be in fort wayne was awesome and i think the thing about it is to be in my hometown with friends and family my first year playing professionally it allowed me to really appreciate it and also also the pandemic being home here in fort wayne you know, I think I'm finally at age 25. I'm. I think I'm ready. I've. I've soaked up. I know. I know it's. I know how to be a pro. I've been in my hometown. I think I'm ready to. I'm finally ready to to get outside of Indiana and 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 see what I can do as a player. Yeah. So, um, what's the process now of trying to be, go overseas? Because I know like there's some leagues that are shut down right now. Yeah. So I'm actually going to a camp next month. Um, in Valencia, Spain, called Euro Pro Basket, and it's a 
basketball academy for guys, uh, you know, trying to start their professional careers, um, guys that are, are trying to continue them. Um, but you're, you're getting exposure from teams, GMs, coaches all throughout Europe. So uh, I'm going to go there. Uh, I'll be there for three weeks. Um, and then the last week I'm there is actually a summer league going on where it'll really be just all games, practices and games and coaches, GMs, all the above will be going through there um, looking for players to sign for yeah. the, for the uh, for next season. So I think if I, uh, you know, I've just, you know, since uh, I came back from my injury, I've just been really focusing on getting in the best shape of my life. And I feel like I, I've been doing that. And I think mentally, physically, you know, emotionally, I, I really like where I am. And I'm just trying to uh, go there and uh, go over there to Europe and, and show, um, show that, you know, I, be, you know, belonged in the G league my rookie year, but I'm, I'm ready to, to help, te help teams win games, however it be. Um, yeah. And I think what I'm super excited about is, uh, you know, displaying that, you know, I can shoot it. And I've been working with a, actually a former NBA coach. His name's Dave Love. Awesome guy. Uh, amazing coach, amazing teacher. He's helped me out tremendously. We've, we've actually been working virtually uh, and he's, he's uh, done a great job helping me with my shot. And I'm excited to go over there in Europe and show that I can, I can shoot it. And I think if I combine my defense with my ability to shoot, ability to, guard play multiple multiple positions show my iq my feel for the game i feel like my opportunities will be endless but i, I gotta make sure i go over there in shape prepared um and focused yeah well i'm super excited to watch that i know you're excited for that too i know i followed your career last year in fort wayne um i'm just i'm looking forward to watching you play this year wherever that is so i'm hoping i'm wishing the best of luck when you go to that camp but I want to wish, uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. So. No, I, I really appreciate it, Jace. I, I, uh, I, I love, uh, you know, just from day one meeting you, you coming up to me and, and uh, introducing yourself. Uh, I'm, I'm really thankful we could, you know, build this relationship. And I think you're going to be a, a heck of an agent one day. And if I can help you out in any way, I'd, I'd love to. I appreciate it. Next time that um, I'm in Fort Wayne, I might have to go get some lunch or something like that. Absolutely, man. All right. You have a great day. You too, man. Thank you. And that wraps up today's episode. As I said before, this is now two months we've been going on strong with this podcast. It's been great so far. I know I can't do it without you guys, the listeners, but really just enjoyed the conversation today with DJ. Um, hopefully I'm able to stay in contact with him. feel like he's going to have a great professional basketball career. He's just getting started, still just 25 years old. But make sure to tune in next week as I got my former boss, Jordan Bontrager, on the show. Talk a little bit about his company, a little bit about his career. So hope to guy hope to catch you guys next week.